We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by one of the living. That's the end of that sentence. It's Chris. Good morning, everybody. Yes, one of the living, not the dead, but I've heard there are living dead places. Like Kent. Like <laughs> Yes. My apologies to all Kentish people. Not you, though, Chris. I okay. hate you. Wow. <laughs> what are we doing today, Chris? Uh, Return of the Living Dead, done by some guy who worked with George A. Romero on Night of the Living Dead before they had a falling out and separated, and this other dude got the rights to the Living Dead title. That's it's a complicated thing. I don't think he actually got the rights to them because there was a, there was a court challenge the the um the studios that do uh, Romero's Living Dead trilogy didn't want it to be linked, but they lost that lawsuit or case for some. I'm not sure how they managed to wiggle past it. Yeah. Maybe you can't copyright words. I don't know. I don't know. But this is why uh, George A. Romero's films are now just called Of the Dead, and this other dude called Living Dead. Yeah, because they didn't want to be. Yeah, well, they'd have fallen yeah. out in, and they didn't want to link. But yeah. what I was the falling out about? Oh, no. Do you know? Best way to kill a zombie. <laughs> Get it in the head. No, you chop the head off. Was that their argument? Ah, uh, yes. Was that, was that the it basis was. of their argument? Okay, right, Chris. 1985 is the date the Return of the Living Dead was released. It's a horror comedy film. Zombie films are your area of expertise, Chris. Yes. So, run me through the plot. What happens exactly? Beautiful film. <laughs> Uh, so essentially we start off with, it's been a while since I've watched it, so correct me if this is the wrong starting point. Oh, I will. Oh. <laughs> I'll be on you like a zombie at a buffet. Oh, oh. <laughs> sounds saucy. <laughs> we start off with, uh, is it the dude in the warehouse first? Is that, is that the first thing we get? Yeah, so Freddy, he's a college teen layabout bum who's managed to get a job at a local medical warehouse which supplies skeletons and anatomical... Uh, bits and bobs for, I don't know, colleges and uh, cadavers for That's studies right, and yeah. things like That's that, it. yeah. He's getting shown the ropes initially, isn't he? He's been, been shown to do some basic things. And then we got another group of kids who are like his friends and his girlfriends. They're out being lazy bums, just <laughs> walking around, enjoying life, really. Being radical 80s people with the most bizarre hair I've ever seen. The fashion is beautiful in this film as well. Everything in this film <laughs> is just on point. I love it all. But Even yeah. the weird out of context rock music that plays. Yes. Like the weirdest times. Yes. <laughs> it's proper 80s. This is 80s turned up to the max, isn't it? It is. It's it's just enjoyable. It's super corny and cheesy. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Nah. So it's it's a really good, enjoyable film. And as the film progresses, we find that um, Freddy is left with one of the other employees at this warehouse. They're, they're working a bit late, and uh, I can't remember how they get onto the topic of zombies, but they talk about Night of the Living Dead, but they don't refer to it by that that title. Uh, or they do? I don't recall. They do, I think they refer to the film, and the older employee goes, that's based on real, true, real events. True events. And I just so happen to have a... <laughs> I've got the canisters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like an iron lung with a, a cadaver in it which has been infected with this toxin, this military virus thing called 245-trioxin, which is basically a chemical that brings the dead back to life. Yeah. And they go down into the basement. The older gentleman is trying to impress the, the new guy. And uh, this is it. This it accidentally got shipped to us. 
uh, by the military. They weren't meant to bring it here, but nobody's come back for it. So we've just kept it stored here. And Freddie asks, hey, is this? it's not going to leak, is it? This toxin's not going to come out. And uh, the other one says, hey, yeah, of course, it's fine. This is made in America. Gives Give it them. a tap. And <laughs> <laughs> it instantly leaks out toxin. And um, the cadaver inside starts to melt. He turns into that, like the mascot of the Return of the Living Dead, that yeah. tar man zombie. And they both go down infected with toxin and they get very ill. Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's American engineering. <laughs> but it was fine until he booted it. True, yeah. Did he have to kick it so hard? Well, it's to show you it was stable, wasn't it? But the kick is what released all of it. <laughs> so had he not kicked it and been like, yeah, no, just just trust me. It's American engineering. Yeah. It's fine. Jeez. None of this would have happened. No. Would you... You're working in a warehouse, so space is a premium, isn't it? That's what warehouses are based on. Like, you know, space sure. to store thing. Yeah. Store stuff. If you're the manager of this warehouse, would you yeah. have at least tracked down someone to go, hey, all your military shit is clogging up all the stuff I could use to store skeletons? Well, there's only four or five barrels. Uh, they're not taking down much room, and... If you'd known about the zombie store in this, I would I would have been like, this is awesome. <laughs> We're keeping this. You could like use it as a, an attraction, couldn't you? A l- late night. Like, what? get people to pay and just have a look at the weird Yeah, but then the work would get stuff. out, wouldn't it? Because it's revealed later in the film that the military are still actively searching for these barrels. You say actively. It's two There's guys in 90s looking for them. Precisely. <laughs> so the word would get out eventually. And uh, we know what happens when word does get out. Well, if it gets out before the outbreak the, yeah then you, you think it would be safe yeah i think they'd just come and collect it and what happens at the end would be a bit overkill we found it destroy the area <laughs> <laughs> with with a tiny that's a tiny like model cannon isn't it, not, it looks, yeah it's not, yeah, not an actual it's a real tiny one, toy it? cannon yeah. that fires yeah <laughs> go motioned into looking like a giant one but yeah that would have been overkill i think yeah before the outbreak they could have just but then what would happen to you? They would have arrested you for keeping military, you know, stuff? Uh, I think they could have tried. I think I could have fought it off in court. It's incompetence on their part, isn't it, that they lost track of it? Really? Do you think it would go to court? Or do you think they'd send one of their guys <laughs> just to finish the job? What, pop me in the back of the head? Yeah. I think I could take an assassin. He's an American really? assassin. <laughs> I, I think I could take him out if he's the you, same you as their kick him military. Yeah, he explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I could take him. But yeah, the two employees, they wake up and they call their boss, um, Bert, I think. Yeah. The two main characters Bert. are Bert and Ernie, unintentionally named after the... Are they really? Muppet. Unintentionally, yeah. <laughs> so um, Bert comes by. He's the manager. And um, yeah, this stuff has been released. Uh, Freddy has managed to lock the uh, reanimated cadaver in uh, the storeroom. Oh, because they, they got one hanging up in uh, the cold box, don't they? Yes. It leaks yeah. through the um, air conditioning into there. That's how, yeah. Yeah. So that gets out. That attacks Bert, but he manages to, to fight it off. And uh, using their expert knowledge on the Night of the Living Dead films, they manage to pin it down 
Bert gets a pickaxe and plunges it into its head, but uh, that doesn't take it out because there's something very special about these zombies, aren't there, Chris? Yeah, I can remember them. They can't be killed with head blows, but I don't. I don't remember why. What oh, the reason was? I threw it over to you because I thought you'd you'd know. You're you're a zombie expert. I, I watched this film about three months ago. Fine, I guess I'll give the exposition. Go on then. <laughs> So these zombies, they, like you said, they cannot be killed by classic zombie stuff. They're more like the deadites from Evil Dead. Uh, they they cannot be killed, uh, essentially. You chop off an arm, that arm will wriggle. Chop off the head, all, all the bits are independent and they're all going to come and get you. So they manage to chop it up, the three of them. They take it over to Ernie, who just so happens to have a, a mortuary just across the road. Uh, he's got all, all the classic stuff that you'd expect from a mortuary, a chapel, graveyard, um, incinerator for... Well, I don't think you'd actually use this for cremations because it's in a dingy basement and it's pretty... <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, it's not very aesthetic well, for ceremonies and things like that. So well, maybe you, it's you just... Don't, for... You don't normally watch the cremations, do you? I don't know. I've never been to a cremation. Uh, well, the one I've been to, you, you don't watch it. They have the ceremony <laughs> Wait. and then they take the coffin away. Was this a regular cremation or one of your mob cremations? Mob cremation? <laughs> no, regular. Okay, so the person was... Okay, cool. Yeah, I yeah. know which circles you like to run in, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they take it over to Ernie, uh, the body parts. They, they, they're straight with Ernie, who apparently might be a Nazi. I read on the really? IMDb page... <laughs> Why did you read it was a Nazi? Well, the gun he carries is a German pistol. Yeah. He's got a picture of, I think, Hitler's mistress. I don't know how true he's this is. He's just a fan. But apparently, <laughs> but apparently he's a Nazi for some reason. I don't understand. Anyway, moving on from closet Nazis. <laughs> right. They level with Ernie and he's on board with it. Again, probably because he's a Nazi. That well, I mean, that they show him the body parts, don't they? And he's yeah. just like, okay, let's do this sort of thing. One of the hands goes and grabs him, and I think that breaks his foot or his twists his ankle or something. Oh, yeah, he can't, yeah. He can't he's run not at full, yeah. Yeah, he's not at full capacity. So, yeah, they burn the body parts, and, of course, the toxin is in the body parts. It gets vented out through the chimneys into the air does a reaction with the clouds and the water vapour and it starts raining and the rain falls on the graveyard, which is now where Freddy's friends are and that reanimates the uh, the corpses from underground. The zombies, they come up, torment the teens, kill a few. They Brilliant all scatter. And <laughs> is it because of boobs? Well, that and the whole parting in a cemetery. I, I, so you I can't remember the that. skills of the zombies, but you can remember boobs. Yes. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> How many of them? There's two. Two of them die in a cemetery, I believe. It's the um the the naked lady, the naked lady. who you remember so vividly, and the dude who was like dressed in all leather and stuff and had like the chains right around his hands. He uh, I think he gets bit on the head by one that comes up. Yeah, he manages to make it into the um the medical storage facility, oh, which yeah. is where they think Freddy is. Well, they know Freddy works there, but they think he's. They think he might still be in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, they go down into the basement and then the tar man comes up and bites his head and you know classic brains brains yeah brains. also because the freddy's girlfriend has already gone there so she went there looking for him and she got attacked by the time and she yeah. locked herself in some sort of i don't know storage yeah she, she manages to get away from yeah. the time man but this is our first encounter with one of these zombies now they can talk which is unusual for zombies they're fairly intelligent because they set traps a little later on in the film for more first responders, paramedics and police and 
and the like. But one-on-one, they're like regular zombies. You could probably take one, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you could probably. It's difficult when you fight a zombie because as when you grapple with it, it's not just the bite you've got to avoid. It's like scratches from the nails and stuff. All of that leads to infection normally. Normally. I don't think it would lead to infection in this. Maybe it's just the bites I, I'd, I'd say would go classic right. Romero rules <laughs> if we're talking uh, in this case. So bites only. The problem is, though, that these zombies aren't going for bites to infect people. They're going for, for bites. brains. Yes. yes as, it's, as it's they say. <laughs> it's revealed, isn't it, that, that the zombies are in constant pain and eating brains alleviates the pain. It's sad, really. These tormented souls, they died. They didn't ask to come back. Now they come back and force the hunt for brains. I'm here with the zombie rights group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this is the most like relatable backstory i can think of for zombies giving them a reason to, to eat rather yeah. than just mindless killing machines or a virus or something like that yeah this is a it's emotionally powerful this yeah. film does it make you not want to beat the tar man into a tar no <laughs> I, w- I, w- a splodge? I want to beat the tar man <laughs> yeah let's beat okay so we go in there he looks towards us he goes brains or whatever run <laughs> We, we've seen him at his full speed and he's sort of like walking, Eloping. slash... Yeah, his yeah. arms swinging everywhere. Back, I mean, it's a warehouse. There's going to be some sort of... Uh, something you can use as a weapon, isn't there? Yeah, so, well, well, the teens, when their guy gets bit, they run up and just lock him in the, the cellar. So you could, you could just do that if that was a thing. I've got some numbers to throw at you, Chris. Numbers? Yeah. I'm not good at numbers. Because I, I like to know if I'm in actual real danger in the real world. Okay. None of this fantasy bullshit. <laughs> I want to know if a real zombie could bite through my head. Can it? No. <laughs> it can't? It can't. So the bite force that a, a person can inflict is about 171 pounds on average. That's maximum force that you can inflict with your jaw. It's a fair amount. Right. I mean, crocodiles and things do more. But uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah. But no zombie crocodiles in this. Uh, the human skull, however, can take approximately five hundred and twenty pounds of crushing damage. So you'd be very, very, very hard pressed to have a regular person bite through uh, a human skull. Also, the skull is like a round shape, and that's not the easiest shape to bite. Right, I get you. It would try to bite your head. Wouldn't necessarily get through the skull. It'd still rip the skin off and infect you. But yeah. It wouldn't necessarily get through to your brain. Yeah, and I mean, it would probably also pull the flesh off your head, like the skin uh. and stuff. But it wouldn't. You'd be in no danger of having your skull broken unless try to punch your your <laughs> skull open or something like that. Crack you like a coconut to get at the juicy brains. So I suppose this, the best way to take out these zombies is you want some sort of sharp, sharp instrument. Obviously, the head blows don't work. And you just want to remove the hands and the head. And okay. it doesn't matter if the rest of the body comes after you. What's it going to do? Grab you with its arms and just like rub its headless chest against <laughs> you as it's trying to bite you with an imaginary head or something. Yeah, I mean, it could kick you and stuff. And I don't know whether once you chop off a limb, it's independent or whether like the head would still be in control. Yeah, you see if it's still connected telepathically or, or through some kind of toxin related. Um, connection i'm I'm not like sure super zombies are they super though they don't seem to be any quicker or stronger than a regular person you can't kill them and when you do kill it and the only way to get well the only way to truly get rid of it is to burn it which just releases more toxin anyway it's not very helpful no i mean the majority of infections in this film come from burning the zombies maybe you don't have to worry so much about biting and, and stuff and maybe like the residue rain on the floor was the stuff that reanimated them with the rules aren't 
explicitly stated. I mean, I guess because um, they don't need to be. We're following these people that just want to survive. They're not scientists or and they're not trying to research a cure or anything. They just want to get out of this area. That's true. Do you notice they use the same scene twice? When the rain comes down initially onto the grave, it shows it dripping through into into a coffin. At the end of the film, once everything's destroyed and it, it rains again, they show that same scene. Yeah, it's very obvious because they also use the same exact skeleton shot coming out from the grave. The skeleton yeah. still has eyes. How is that? All the flesh is melted off and it's still got eyes. It's 80s. What the fuck Let is it be. <laughs> no. That's a good scene. Fuck the 80s there, weird. Wow. <laughs> they produced some of the greatest films. We're talking about one right now. I mean, it's okay. I don't have the same love for it that you do. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, I I watched this after giving up watching Day of the Dead Bloodline. Christ, you want a terrible film? You watch that. Okay, how terrible is it? Well, I turned off after 15 minutes because of the acting. Okay. The acting is Oh, terrible. is this the one that you told me about in like real life, not on podcasts, where it tricked you with the cover art of the DVD? Had like soldiers and stuff. No, and no, when no, you no, watched no. It, that was, was uh, Nazi zombies. Oh, that tricked me. Where naturally, looked, where everything <laughs> looked, you know, quite cool. Then the military person on the DVD were like proper military guys. How do we they weren't Nazis, were they? No, these weren't the Nazis. Okay. No, and the zombies like, were the Nazis. The zombies were, and they had the proper gear. And then in the film, oh, fuck's sake, they were in trousers, t-shirts, and like black ski masks. I was like, what's this? This is not army. God, I felt so <laughs> cheated after getting that film. You know that. Did you take it back? I've still got it. Burn it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I felt... Yeah. Burn it in the fires of hell. <laughs> no, because it'll evaporate. Oh, true. <laughs> They'll make more terrible lying DVDs. Uh, the worst thing about that burning thing was that they're burning the body parts in plastic bags. That plastic is also going to release toxins and stuff. I think that's Should've the least of their pl- concerns at this point, don't you? Well, still, think about the environment. I don't think they're worried about the environment. Okay, so shenanigans ensue, Chris. And oh, they do, yes. yes. everyone's running around trying to board up windows and doors and not get eaten by zombies. And um, eventually Freddy turns into a zombie, tries to eat his girlfriend. He's locked in the chapel area. He gets acid thrown in his face, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, Ernie throws some acid in his face. He's thinking that maybe if... if they can be set on fire, then maybe the acid will destroy him. It doesn't. It just, just blinds him and makes his face all scarred and, and stuff. So I initially forgot the acid was thrown. So when it, some of his eyes were like big and swollen, I was like, why is the virus doing that for? How does this help? And I was like, oh, it's the acid. Oh, you have a very short memory. Yeah. It causes so much hassle. <laughs> I know. It's bad. So yeah, they, they all split up and stuff. And um, Bert comes up with a plan that because the zombies have been tricking police and paramedics and stuff to come to the to the site. There's a cop car with the key still in the ignition and it's still the engine's still running. So he and another guy decide that they're going to run out, jump into the car, pull up to the door and get Ernie and some of the other survivors into the car and then they'll drive off to, to safety to where the police have set up a border. Not very efficiently because they get overrun by zombies. Well, it's diff- <laughs> have you tried keeping zombies in a quarantine zone? It yeah. It could be difficult. It's very easy. Landmines. <laughs> Are they banned by the Geneva Convention? Fuck it, zombies don't. They're not. They're not covered under the Geneva Convention. I mean, technically, it's a um, bio warfare, isn't it? True. So. The Geneva Convention's out the window. <laughs> <laughs> 
flamethrowers for everyone. But no, they jump in the car. They're almost uh, just swamped by zombies. And Bert takes the decision that he's got to go because if they don't, they're going to get mauled in the car. So they drive backwards, lose the zombies. They crash when some more zombies come out of nowhere and try to swarm them. They end up back in the medical warehouse where there are a few more kids that have separated from uh, the graveyard party. The final act is them basically making a phone call after they've baseball bat decapitated the tar man. Yeah. Uh, that kind of underwhelming fight. I mean, given how rotten the body is, you know, the head should have come off that easily anyway. Yeah. The effect is good, though. It's good fun, like, And the whole tar man sort of aesthetic and uh, movement of the mouth and everything. It's all good. It's all good. Well done, 80s. You still suck. How dare you? <laughs> but calls up the number that's on the side of the tank and goes, Hey, man, I've got your toxic shit. I know I should have called you as soon as you accidentally delivered it to my warehouse. But listen, we've all made mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> we've all we've all done a thing or two uh, questionable here. So maybe you can bring the army and sort out the hundred or so living dead that are wandering the streets. And uh, yeah, we get the other side of the conversation where the military general man is on the phone and going, huh, huh. And then what happened? I can kind of guess what they're what he's saying. He's probably saying, hey, we reanimated and we put it in the furnace. And he goes, huh. And what was the effects of that? I see. (laughs) Which doesn't make sense, really. If he's asking these questions about it and he's realized they burnt the body. And then they had a thunderstorm and it, you know, everything came back. Exactly. So his initial thought is, so if I blow it to shit, <laughs> it will be fine. Yeah, because I thought that's what he was, he was gathering information. Yeah, but the best way to, you know, go into this. But no, he just wanted something to do, didn't he, while he was waiting. Yeah, I've got the nuclear codes. Fuck it, let's use it. <laughs> so yeah, he calls in an airstrike. Well, not an airstrike. It's like I- artillery fire, isn't it? Yeah, there's a nuke in a tiny toy artillery thing i can't get over it it's really bad but <laughs> it's great the go motion or, or whatever but um yeah they nuke the area killing four thousand people but ernie all the others um it doesn't matter they're all dead uh some of the living dead i'm uh, assuming they'd have been atomized and turned to ash so they're not yeah they're they're all gone but with things like that there's a massive amount of heat that's uh expelled into the atmosphere um i'm guessing that whatever toxin was uh, it's still in the air or in the zombies? It, it, when it, yeah, it releases from the zombies, doesn't it? Hits the clouds. A massive thunderstorm that covers most of America ensures and voila. Rain. Return and, of the Living Dead. Yeah. No. Yeah, Return of the Living Dead 2. Yes. Funnily enough, though, Chris, I'll, I'll get on to the sequels in a, in a second. Oh, will you? Would you have called the army? At that point. When the dead are already swarming and everything. Yes. Because I'd have, oh, I would have, you know, what would you have done? You're locked in a warehouse. There's hundreds of living dead out there. You know, everything you've tried has failed so far. The police are dying. Yeah, the old Mr. Army man, come <laughs> save us. Had I known he was, that's what they were going to do. Yeah, I would have got out of there and then called them. I mean, you're a paranoid man, and you've you've watched enough zombie <laughs> zombie things to know that the military are usually depicted as either the source of an infection or a sort of adversary to any survival strategy that you could come up with so you're saying they should avoid the military in zombie scenarios well in most zombie scenarios the military uh, they've got 
conflicting views, especially in this uh, situation where it's the army that developed the the toxin. So maybe they'd they'd have an antidote or something. But I don't think they've thought this far ahead, Chris. No, well, they'd given up with it anyway. Yeah. That's why they were shipping the bodies away. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I go back to my previous point. If you're running a warehouse, get rid of this waste stock immediately. Yeah, I see. Because it's just taking... space and stuff. Yeah. Our warehouses would be run very differently, wouldn't they? Yeah. I think yours would actually work. (laughs) Well, yeah, mine mine would be very efficient. What would yours be? Mine would become a place that teenagers go to at night to have rave parties at. I want to go to that warehouse. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were hoping, the kids, that Freddie would have a late shift and they'd party it up party in the warehouse. The warehouse yeah. yeah. That would be pretty cool. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, dancing yeah. with skeletons and stuff. Why not? Let's get on to the sequels, Chris, quickly. There are two that I know of coming out in 1988 and 1993, respectively. Uh, the second one looks more serious and also doesn't appear to take into account the end of this film at all. I hate it when they do that. Because <laughs> it's just a bunch of kids that happen upon another barrel of this shit and unleash it again. And one of their friends is a king zombie or some shit. I don't know. I watched the trailer. It was a really 80s trailer. Nice. I'm going to watch Not this. nice. Yes. <laughs> it was bad. There was the line in it so-and-so is the first to know but blah 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 is the first to go so they spoil the first person to die in the trailer that's fine it looks absolutely dog shit it also doesn't look like a a comedy it looks more serious yeah that's cool that's fine Nah, not really 80 serious <laughs> doesn't always work though no I, I don't imagine it would work in this one either the third one that came out in the 90s however um i didn't watch the trailer for it but it's apparently uh, a romantic horror where <laughs> nice. where somebody's girlfriend is killed in a motorcycle accident and then they bring her back, probably using the, the same toxin from the first two films. All right, so basically the second two films ignore the ending of this one, the, the mass zombie. Apparently so. That's disappointing because I would have liked a mass you know, horror comedy zombie thing. Oh, have you forgotten Shaun of the Dead is a thing? And countless other horror comedies. 80s horror comedy. (laughs) Shaun of the Dead is not an 80s horror comedy. No, it's a good one. Wow. (laughs) And on that note, Chris, anything else to add or can we please go away now? I'm giving this a big old watch. Death is is one of the best 80s zombie films. You know, it's a little slow for me. Um, When it gets going, I mean, come on. And the undertones of one of the main characters being a Nazi is a bit weird. Although I did like Ernie. I didn't pick He's, up on any of that. No, I only picked up on it because of IMDb. I'm going to have to rewatch this film now. Look out for Hitler's wife. Oh, for fuck's sake. Mistress. <laughs> Mistress, then. <laughs> Bloody hell. You do get the point of these podcasts is to, you know, talk about films that we've watched, don't you? Yeah. Not just give you suggestions for films to rewatch. Right? Well, I'm going to rewatch it anyway. <laughs> End this show before I punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for listening to your Week of Survivor, your weekly survivor guide to the living dead. We'll see you all next week for... What was it again, Ren? Oh, Taco, not Taco. Oh, Tau, yes. Tau. T-A-U. Yes. Starring Gary Oldman. Should be fun. Maybe. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on uh, Tau... Uh, if you've got any survival suggestions for us, you can email us, we could survive that at gmail.com. We can tweet us at we could survive. 
Uh, any uh, reviews or anything on iTunes or Podomatic or Stitcher or any other podcasting platforms that you will find us on uh, would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we won't pay you, though, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if that's what you're thinking. I don't know why you'd be thinking that. I've run out of funny things to say. Uh, but that's it, Chris. Um, goodbye. Yes, yeah. goodbye, everybody. Remember, keep on surviving and do not touch any unfamiliar barrels. Even if it's American mode. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> <laughs>